Welcome to I Can Become. I'm Gabe and I'm eight years old. I live in Pine Bush, New York. I like riding my pony, paying the chickens, and space. When I grow up, I want to be an astronaut. My friends at ICANN Radio have arranged for me to talk to an astronaut. Her name is Anne McLean. I'm going to ask her what it takes to become an astronaut. So let's get into the interview. Thank you so much for coming on to I Can Become. Well, thank you for having me, Gabe. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is Ann McLean. I grew up in Spokane, Washington, and I was an Army helicopter pilot, and I studied engineering, aerospace engineering, so how planes fly and how spacecraft fly. And then after about 10 years of flying helicopters in the Army, I knew that my dream and my passion was to become an astronaut. And so I applied, and in 2013, I became a NASA astronaut. Um, so we spent a couple of years training. And five years after I was selected, in 2018, I flew to space on the International Space Station, and I spent six months in space and did two spacewalks. That's so cool. Two spacewalks? Gabe, do you want to do a spacewalk maybe one day? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think would be the best part of it? I didn't know there was zero gravity, but I would like do a, like a flying cartwheel. I tell you what, my gymnastics got a lot better when I was in space. I can't do them so well on the ground, but in space I could do cartwheels and flips and cannonballs. You can play with your food. We highly encourage playing with your food when you're in space. Is it true that water forms a ball in space? That's very true. You know what, how it looks when you blow bubbles on, it, on, on Earth? You know, and you, and you blow through the little plastic thing and the bubbles get formed? Yeah. So that's all because of something called surface tension. So there's a word that we can, we can learn today. So surface tension is like on the top of a fluid, it's something that kind of holds all the fluid together. And so what happens when you go into outer space and you have a water bottle, like if I had this water bottle, and I let water come out of the water bottle, it forms like bubbles, like bubbles do on Earth, and that's because of surface tension. And so you can actually make little water bubbles to float around, um, but then you wanna drink them pretty quickly out of the air because if they float over and they get onto a computer, it's like if you spill water on a computer on Earth, it, the computer doesn't like that very much. So we have to be careful, but we still play with water bubbles. So had you been to the moon before? I have not been to the moon before. Did you know that only 12 humans have ever landed on the moon? Whoa. But the good news is, is that we're gonna go back. So if the moon is somewhere that you would like to go, um, or anybody else listening wants to go, we're gonna be going back to the moon this decade. Um, and so within a few years, we have the Artemis program starting. And the Artemis program is going to take astronauts back to the moon for the first time in about 40 years. So Artemis II, is going to be the very first one. It's going to be the biggest rocket ever built, and it's going to take four humans around the moon, and then the next flight is going to take more humans back down to the surface of the moon. But I would really love to go to the moon and maybe get a moon rock. That's so cool. It's pretty cool, Gabe. You know, you can practice being an astronaut on the moon outside when you go out and play, and you can go look and see if you can find a really interesting looking rock. You know, everywhere you are, rocks are all different and rocks actually tell stories. This is something that you learn in science class. 
when you look at a rock and you look at what it's made out of, it actually can tell you a story. It can tell you where it came from. It can tell you where the planet came from. It can tell you how old the area that you're in is. Um, so rocks can tell lots of stories. Have you or anyone been to Mars before? Did you know that nobody's ever been to Mars? No. So, yeah, only robots have been to Mars. But And it was really, really hard just to get the robots there because Mars is really, really far away. So if I went and got in a spaceship, if you went and got in a spaceship and we flew to outer space together, we could be at the moon in a couple of days. But to get to Mars, it's about 33 million miles away at its closest point. Holy cow. I know, you're talking like six to nine months, like we're gonna have birthdays and holidays and all sorts of things. We could do like one of your whole grades. What grade are you in, Gabe? Um, second. You're in second. So you could do your entire third grade year in the spaceship just waiting to get to Mars. That's how long it would take. Uh, so nobody's been to Mars yet because there's lots of problems that we have to solve first, which is why it's so important that when you go to school, you learn how to solve those problems. So your teachers are going to give you guys problems to solve, and then they're going to teach you different ways and tools and equations to solve those problems. And that's exactly what we need you to learn so that you can come help us get to Mars. What's your favorite thing about being in space? Oh my gosh, there's so much fun about being in space. Um, I really loved going on a spacewalk. So that's putting on the big bulky spacesuit and going outside of the space station and getting to do like a construction job. I loved being able to work with people from different countries. So my crew was from all over the world. We had people from Russia and from Canada and from all over the United States. And so it was really fun to get to work on a team in an environment that where we were solving really big problems and getting to do lots of science. I liked that no two days were alike. So every day we woke up, we did something different. And we did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of science experiments. And then we did a lot of maintenance on the International Space Station. So if you think about where you live, and you've probably seen people working on it before, right? So maybe somebody's fixing a hole on the roof. Maybe somebody's coming and fixing some of the plumbing or some of the electricity. Um, so we can't just call a plumber, we can't call an electrician. So we have to learn how to be plumbers and electricians and be able to fix everything ourselves. So there was pretty much everything I loved about space. Playing with my food was probably the most fun. What's the hardest thing about being in space? So one of the hardest things about being in space was not having family and friends close. So I got to take a couple of my friends, but I have a lot of other friends I had to leave on Earth. And all of my family was on Earth too. And I was there, I was on the space station during Christmas time and some other holidays like Valentine's Day and Easter and you know my mom's birthday. And so I missed all of those. And so it can be challenging sometimes when you can't come back and see the people you love, but it really makes you appreciate the time you get to spend with them when you get back. What are some skills that I should learn to become an astronaut? Well, so first of all, I wanna tell you that if, if you wanna be an astronaut when you're older, then you can do it. I want you to always remember that. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't do it. I was actually younger than you are when I told my mom I wanted to be an astronaut. And she said, okay, well, you're gonna to have to work really hard to get there but nobody told me that I couldn't do it. And I think that's really important. And it's really important for all of our teachers and our parents to be really encouraging because somebody's gonna be an astronaut and somebody's gonna be the president of the United States and somebody's gonna be lawyers and doctors, you know, in your class. And so, first of all, I want you to believe in yourself no matter what. And then I want you to pay attention to what you really love doing. So 
you probably, when you go to school, you probably, some of the activities that your teacher does with you, there's some of them that you like more than the other ones, right? Like you get really excited maybe for the reading class, or maybe you get really excited when you get to learn how to write, or you get excited maybe for recess, right? And then there's things that you don't like as much. I want you to really pay attention to those things that you love, because those are kind of your passions, and those, are gonna, those can be the building blocks of what you do as you get older. So to become an astronaut, we look for people that do a lot of math or science um, or geology, studying rocks. Did you know that people, I told you about rocks, if you like rocks, did you know that you can build an entire career just studying rocks? That's called geology. Cool, I never thought of that. And so I want you to like really listen and pay attention to what you love, do really well in school, and then another big thing I want you to think about is to get on teams, work with teams, work with your classmates in solving group problems, See if you can play on a team sport or in clubs at your school. Everything that we do here at NASA is on a team or in a group. And so it's really important to learn how to do that. I love doing science because there's one is where we made like a cornmeal mountain, which was flat on the top. And we wanted to see what would happen if rain went onto it. And it like made a form and all of the cornmeal melted. Wow, that's really cool. I really like science too, and I like science experiments. My mom was a science teacher, and she used to do things like that. Those are really fun. You, do you know what science is? Science is just answering questions. And so somebody built a mountain one time, and said that mountain, and said, I wonder what would happen if I did this. And then they tried it out. That's called an experiment. And then you get a result. And so that's all science is. So when we go to space, it's the same type of thing as, as that experiment you just did. We think, what questions could we answer that we could only answer in space? And then we go there and we get to do lots and lots of experiments to answer lots and lots of questions. I do like tornadoes too, because there's one that's, that's like underwater and it can suck up anything, even like a bunch of Legos. Oh my gosh, you gotta keep your Legos close then. Did you know that from outer space, so you can see storms, you can see tornadoes, you can see hurricanes, and you look at them from the top, and they look so big. Whoa. Because they take all the clouds, just like you were saying, the little tornado takes up all the Legos. Well, a tornado outside, it actually sucks up all the clouds. And so all the clouds, they look like when your bath water goes through the drain and it kind of twirls and then goes down the drain. It's exactly what it looks like from the top. It looks like a little bit of a drain, but it takes all those clouds and pulls it right into that tornado. It's very interesting to see. If you weren't an astronaut, what would you be? So I was, before I became an astronaut, I used to fly helicopters in the Army. And I think if I was not an astronaut right now, I would still be flying helicopters. And I think like maybe I would fly helicopters for a hospital, like a medevac helicopter. Um, or maybe some type of search and rescue or something, but I really, really love flying. So I think I would have to be flying something. So what was it like flying a helicopter? So I really love flying helicopters because an airplane, when you fly in an airplane, an airplane always has to be moving forward, right? It's like a car that you can never stop in. You always have to be moving forward. But in a helicopter, you can move in every direction. You can stop and hover. You can fly really low. You can land anywhere. So I feel like when I fly a helicopter, it's more like putting a jetpack on my back and I feel like I'm flying and this is just kind of helping me go wherever I want to go. But you get to see a lot of things up close. You can land out on the grass. 
uh, and it's just really fun flying helicopter. Is that similar to flying a spaceship? So a spaceship, it depends where it is. So it's different, you know, a spaceship leaves from Earth, and first it has to get to space. So it sits on top of a rocket. So it's almost like when you fling a rubber band, right? That rubber band, you pull it back and you just fling it and it just goes really fast in one direction. That's what a rocket does. So a spaceship sitting on the rocket, when it's really close to Earth, you can't really stop. You're, you're, you gotta keep going so you can get to the outer space. But when the spaceship gets into outer space, it doesn't just sit there, it actually goes around the world over and over again. So when I was on the space station, we used to fly around the world at 17,000 miles an hour. And that's what's called an orbit. And it's because Earth has gravity, right? If you held out a toy and you drop it, where is it gonna go? It's gonna hit the floor, right? Well, that gravity affects us up in space also. And so it's, we're constantly going around the world in an orbit. And so we can't stop like a helicopter stops, but we can make really small little changes into how we're flying and what orbit we are. And that's actually how we can get two spacecraft to meet up and link to each other so that we can get from one into the other. That is just so, so cool. <laughs> what is your best advice for me? My best advice for you would be to never, ever, ever give up. So many people choose to not be astronauts because they think that it's not practical. Or they think it's so hard to become an astronaut, I'm just gonna go do something different. What I wanna tell you, Gabe, is that never, ever give up. Keep opening the doors, keep pursuing it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. And just keep moving forward, even even when it seems really, really hard. Like, let's say that you take a science class and you're in high school and you don't do very well. It's really, really challenging. You just don't get it. I want you to just keep working at it. Go see the teacher and get extra help because if it's something that you love, I just want you to keep doing it. So I think what I learned from the other astronauts is that everybody became astronauts because they followed what they loved, not just what they were good at. I want you to think about that for a minute. Even if you're not really good at it, if you love it, you can still do it and you can still become an astronaut. But I want you to never, ever, ever give up. I just want to say thank you for being on I Can Become. Thank you for joining us at NASA and I hope to see your application pretty soon for astronaut. Oh, you will. <laughs> wow, that was so awesome. I got to interview a real NASA astronaut. Thank you for listening to I Can Become with me, Gabe. What do you want to be when you grow up? Why not tell my friends at I Can? Just visit iCanRadio.org and let them know. And maybe you can interview someone cool just like I did. I want to thank my guest, astronaut Anne McLean, for coming onto the show. Because of you, I now know I Can Become. Ashton. Next week on I Can Become, Angelica finds out what it takes to become a vet. Hop on over to iCanRadio.org to learn more.